Paper Cut Podcast strives to be evocative and inclusive. Every Monday, we cut below the surface with folks that make the Winnipeg arts and culture scene thrive. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Egg from 3Peat, and also a solo project as well. Yes. Tell us about all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I go by Egg. That's elevation for the greater good. Um, it's what Egg stands for. Um, so I came out with uh, Alverstone 2016, uh, November 27th, which is my mom's birthday. Uh, and then the following, uh, well, last year, I guess, uh, 2017, November again, November 1st, I came out with uh, Established 1873. And those are both solo albums? Those are both solo albums, albums yeah, away from uh, the three-peat stuff. And what's the difference between the three-peat stuff and your stuff? Just like you're on the track by yourself? Yeah, it would just be, yeah, uh, more of my uh, my own personal direction, I feel. Like it was, uh, it had really, Alverstone had um, Dylan and Steve featured on it, but I had featured them separately mm-hmm. for the purpose of uh, showing like the individuality that 3 Pete also has. And Dylan and Steve are members of 3 Pete. Are 3 Pete, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, but um, I just wanted to kind of show like we always wanted to do uh, our own solo records regardless but I felt like um, at the time I just felt I was prepared I was prepared for writing it and I had the whole vision behind like those two projects well at the times but um, yeah so I just did the solo thing um, so can you explain to us how 3P came to be uh, yeah so um, we all kind of like knew each other Winnipeg, right? Like, yeah. Growing up, it's uh, it's funny how you uh end up like crossing paths when you're, when you're coming up in the city. But, uh, I knew, our manager Anthony is actually my sister's friend from like elementary school. I remember him when I was a kid too, so I knew of Anthony when I was a kid. But uh, Anthony just so happened to be Steve's cousin, and uh, I met Steve. I met Steve over time through like going to the pyramid. They like you guys know Grip and Grain, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they host like yeah. At the time when they were hosting Grip and Grain at the pyramid, I remember I'd go there with my buddies and um, you know I'd run into Steve all the time and he'd always be this cat out on the patio beatboxing and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, this guy, this guy's just beatboxing and he knows and, and we both know we love we love hip hop. I don't know how we just it came about, but. It ended up being Steve just like beatboxing, and then I was like, and then you know I'd rap, but Steve was always the type of guy where he was like, no one would ever do that for him. He, no one would switch it up. No one would beatbox, and Steve would rap. Yeah. So I was the only cat who was like, yo, now let's trade off. And then uh, yeah, so we ended up getting really close to that. And then um, over time, I met Dill through uh, skating when I used to dabble with skateboarding at the time. Um. I met Dill through skating and like just mutual friends throughout like going to Kelvin. Um, and then, yeah, it was kind of like 3P just was us constantly kind of seeing each other again, like coming up in this, coming up in the scene and you kind of just see each other cross paths at these different events. And uh, I think what happened was Steve at the time had a studio in the West End and we all were just kind of like, hey, let's all meet up. And we all met up. We all were hanging out. And then just decided to like record a track. I think we were just doing like rough demos at the time. And then Rain was like the f- one of the very first songs that we ever recorded, which was then like 
put on rhythm and played on the radio and all. it was the big hit for us i mean to get our name out there locally but mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of where three piece started it was just it was just a bunch of friends who ended up like not knowing we were going to be friends but it was just like yeah you know everybody kind of just again cross paths and yeah that's where we're at um i saw you guys at real love Summerfest. And I've got to ask, how did that come about? Because the performance was fantastic, but yeah. in in terms of like all the music that was there, it right. seemed like a very interesting act to have. Mm-hmm. A yeah. standout. Yeah, sure. standout. Yeah, for sure. Um, I always, I always got to credit manager like Anthony, uh, did a lot for us in terms of like uh, throwing those applications, uh, like just submitting applications. But, um, yeah, when we got real love, it was uh. It was cool. I think that was a. I think that was kind of a game plan, for us. Uh, kind of like our second year into kind of really focusing on music seriously, is we wanted to tackle these awesome festivals that we keep hearing about. Mm-hmm. You know, Rainbow Trout was one of them. Then we heard about Real Love. We heard about Harvest Moon. We we're hearing about all these festivals, and we're like, we we're just so we're open minded. We don't we're not uh, exclusively playing rap shows. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't care to just play rap shows. We would rather expand. That's and that's where honestly, like, exper- great experiences happen. Is you go to these festivals that are out of town, and you get to kind of enjoy being away from the city. Like, I think that's what we all kind of were more excited about. Anyway, we were just like, we want to play these festivals because we hear they're a good time. So yeah, as soon as Anthony was kind of submitting all of our um, or submitting our applications, as soon as we got approved, it was like, yeah, we just kind of mashed up a set or mashed up our track list and like tried to figure out songs that we still try to keep in mind that like we want to figure out songs that are uh more uh catered to the vibe especially to like there are some songs or off of my certain songs off my records that i'd rather not play on at a festival but we just kind of like you know put our put our minds together and we're like hey this looks like a really solid track list and yeah Amongst all the other genres of music that played, it almost didn't even seem like we were the sore thumb, you know? It like, yeah. was such a good, cohesive, like, vibe. Lots yeah, Lots no. of good music that came out, you know? But, yeah. It's sweet that hip-hop finally kind of bridged the gap. Mm-hmm. I just heard that I didn't hear of very many hip-hop artists locally that were bridging that gap and trying to get to, like, play these festivals. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Nord, I don't know if they didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, until, until I was, like, you know, uh, exposed to them. But, yeah. And, and do you think that's important? Sorry, yeah, I feel like I'm hijacking the question. No, totally, go for it. Um, do you feel like that's important for the hip-hop community or getting your name out there to play a festival that maybe hip-hop wouldn't have normally looked at before? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah, my personal opinion is I feel like um, it also it also reminded me that, like, uh, you like it's there's so many different audiences that will love your stuff. It's not a certain specific demographic that you're trying to reach. I think that like if you if you don't if you don't play those festivals, you're missing out, first of all. But like if you don't play those festivals, I feel like um I feel like you're not uh you're not gaining uh you're not like covering more ground. I don't think like like you're just gonna you're just gonna be kinda of, if you wanna be committed to just playing rap shows locally or like try to just, just play rap events or hip hop events, that's cool. That's that's if, if that's you know the route you want to go but i feel like expanding and going to these different venues is just like it's a chance for people who maybe haven't had the chance to really dive into local hip-hop or hip-hop in general and this might shine a bit of light and hopefully maybe give them that chance to then 
you know, want to dabble and listen to more hip hop, right? Yeah. Especially because of just the whole kind of idea of where hip hop is currently. I feel like um, it was something that Jay Z I had seen in a Jay Z or heard in a Jay Z interview, but it was like he was like, "There's still good music out there." He's like, "I like what I like, but like you know." Um, you just gotta dig it's still about digging for good music and I think Winnipeg is has good music and I think you can find that here mm-hmm. but it's about also not just kind of being like uh, oh you know jump online and I heard about these guys through a friend but I'm just gonna search it up then you're just gonna wanna go to those festivals festivals because you hear about them mm-hmm. and then you're like I missed out on a good show I see all these photos and videos like right. so yeah I think that it is important for hip hop to start like uh, not even just like cross genres, but just like yeah, if you if if it's if it's a festival that is playing multiple genres, like why not? You mm-hmm. might yeah. as well give it the, the shot. Yeah. Did you discover any bands there that like people would be surprised that you're into at some of the festivals that you went to? Um, Atlas was one of them. Yeah. And I love them. We just had somebody from Atlas here. Today. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah, I I love Atlas. I love um, I love uh, obviously Begonia was. The first Rainbow Trout that we had went to two years ago, uh, Begonia played. So when we saw Alexa, I was kind of just like, I lost my mind. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it was so. It was actually so surreal watching watching her play, cause uh, I didn't know that you know like coming coming to present date that like I didn't know I was gonna be cool with her. Like yeah. I was just like I think you're like a rock star. I think she's like, you know she's out there like. I never thought, like, I was like, oh, we're just these, like, kind of upcoming artists, rappers trying to get into the game. Yeah. But she's, like, I see her on stage, I just think instantly, like, star. Like, she's a star. She's shining, you know? Yeah. So when I first saw her play at Rainbow Chat, I was like, holy smokes, like, it isn't just hip-hop. Like, I, and that's where I was very kind of, um, again, like, uh, I was kind of blind at the time. I didn't know about other really dope genres of music or people doing, like, kind of cross-fusion genre, like, hip-hop stuff mixed with like jazz or like funk or anything like that or even dope cover bands and like so Begonia and Alice were two bands that I really like got put onto that were solid like and to this day still share a relationship with them which is great um Celci was another person who I had known before but never really watched her play mm-hmm. and Celci's amazing and she's like one woman band mm-hmm. and like she's holding it down by herself and creating such great like uh bodies of work so Celsi's another person who I was really stoked to see play at, at Rainbow Trout. And I think she played Real Love. Real Love? I felt like she... Maybe it was Rainbow Trout. I think it might have been Rainbow Trout. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, like, if and if there were any other bands out there, I swear I was probably, like, feeling really good. And <laughs> just every other band. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really good with names, but... Like, yeah, you again, got the like. Those were your standouts. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are the standouts. Yeah, yeah. but everyone else, so yeah, like even like the daytime bands, you know, when everyone's kind of just vegging out and and hanging out, like even those bands. I remember I was just laying down in the grass and I was just like, wow, like I kind of miss. That's where I kind of in hip hop, I kind of miss instrumentation. Like I feel like that's something that mm-hmm. uh, you know, hip hop's kind of steering away from. It sounds very obviously um, the sounds don't. It's not as soothing when it's just like kind of electronic sounds you know kind of come from the machine or like anything like that mm-hmm. which is still dope I think it's dope in my opinion but I forget what live instrumentation does for you and it makes you feel I think that's something that like those festivals do for me I could just kind of kick back and appreciate instruments again <laughs> like, yeah. you know mm-hmm. especially after producing these past couple of years I was, you know being on the beat machine it's fun but yeah you kind of 
you need a break from it. You're hearing it through these speakers and you're pumping it really loud just because that's how I know we've been making beats for so long. And yeah, it's nice to kind of go back to hearing instruments again. Hmm. So for like me, when I think of a rap show, I'm thinking like eight mile rap battles. Like, you know what I mean? Does that happen in Winnipeg? Like, oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you how do I go to one of those or anyone um, listening? Yeah, I, I honestly I. I don't know very very many of the cats who do like the kind of underground battle rap scene here, but um, I feel like I feel like I feel like Steve would know for some reason. I feel like Steve, <laughs> or Charlie Feta would know. Charlie Feta of Winnipeg's Most, uh, who he just dropped uh, his record Fettuccine Pharaoh, which sick. Really, <laughs> really, yeah, That's really solid record if you haven't heard it. But yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a really good body of work and he uh he was in the battle scene uh you know years ago before three p before all of this kind of uh current stuff was happening but i feel like he'd be uh the source to talk to a lot of the guys that are in that yeah. in that uh mm-hmm. you know kind of root of the culture but uh yeah i i don't i don't personally i think i got invited to one thing that was like a, a rap battle and i was kind of like it's not me. Yeah. It's not me. I'm like. Can you like know. freestyle? Is that like? Yeah, you, yeah. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like if you're in in hip hop, I think it's kind of just one of those things where you're not trying to practice freestyling. It's just one of those things you're you're again feeling. Like if you're feeling it, you'll go. If you're not feeling it, just don't. Right. <laughs> either yeah. either you're really trying to work like I guess you to a degree you're practicing how to freestyle but like you just have to do it otherwise you're not gonna gain that muscle memory and just how to like kind of think about those words and just like kind of like vomit and mm-hmm. just go you know? mm-hmm. but yeah I'm I'd like to go to a rap battle show <laughs> if there is one I don't know I don't know when or where the yeah, next one might be yeah hopefully someone listens to this that's what I mean comment yeah. under comment yeah. below comment below yeah <laughs> and then we'll all go yeah and we, yeah for sure we'll have a paper cut field trip <laughs> yeah. to the rap <laughs> so so aside from underground rap battles in mm. parking parking lots <laughs> yeah. are, are there any other hip hop festivals that are mainstay to like Manitoba yeah, um, I know Shay, uh, Shay who uh, abstract art form. He's uh, again another um, kind of veteran in the game for Winnipeg. Like he's been he's been in the music industry uh, in Canada for a long time, in Winnipeg for a long time as well. But uh, he's throw, uh, there was a meeting at Manitoba Music actually the other week, and um, they were talking about actually. Uh, the new festival that he's starting it's called Northern Touch Music okay. Festival so that's him and I think his uh, uh, his his team who are working on that festival but um, I think submissions end March 30th so any rappers out there submissions end March 30th so <laughs> I don't know make sure you submit March 30th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah might air a little bit past that yeah. sorry all it's rappers all yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you missed, missed the deadline missed yeah. the deadline yeah. no I guess yeah because the so did three Pete uh, apply for that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Um, and, and if we didn't, I hope we did. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I talked to my our manager about that. But uh, yeah, so I think um, as far as I know from hip hop festivals in Winnipeg, I can't say I've ever heard of one. Really? I think this is the one that's 
gonna be that first. Okay. Um, yeah, but never have I like uh, been a part of or have heard or seen like a hip hop festival. Other than like, I mean, I guess you can call it a hip hop festival, but when I used to b boy like breakdance uh, years ago, um, they used to do an event called Break for Bread, which was um, it was a nonprofit for uh, it was a fundraiser for um, I think cancer research. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but when they were doing uh, Break for Bread, it was um, it was huge. It was uh, there were, so it was dance battles. I think at one point they had. I think they even had MCs at mm-hmm. one point. And I mean, again, it was it was it was sponsored by a lot of uh, like dope companies and and sponsor. There's great sponsorships, but nothing on that level of like having a like Squamish or having like a Canadian Music Week where it's like all these. You know, it's a bunch of artists or like anything. Like, I I don't think Winnipeg or Manitoba has ever seen that. So right. Northern Touch Music Festival for sure is really probably so, going to be the first one. Yeah, of its kind. Do you think there's a void for that kind of festival? Do you think like this is going to kickstart a movement of maybe kind of like how indie music has you know real love and they have Rainbow Trail right. and they have all these other? Yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping, and I think the way that they're going about it. Uh, I know they tried, They were. They did it last year. I don't know how successful it was. I wasn't a part of it. I didn't really hear much feedback, but um, I'm hoping that it does kind of snowball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and continue to kind of like allow the city to to grow based off of like based on the the hip hop scene. But yeah, I, I feel like um, I feel like that's what we're missing. Uh, we showcase at all these other, you know. Um, at all these other uh, festivals and events, but you know it's again not that it's bad that you know there's a, it's not just hip hop, but like yeah, so we kind of need we kind we do need that to see like everyone come together as as uh, as uh, creatives like as hip hop creatives like I want I'd love to see you know guys that I never think I'd rock with you know on the same bill would be awesome, but we just I guess have never had the opportunity yet. And it's tough. I mean, shout out to Shay. He's really trying to put that together. Mm-hmm. So, again, like I, I, I'm hoping he really does become that person to go to then now for like festivals that are just hip hop related. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. wild to see a flip of like instead of three peat at Real Love, it would be one of those bands at oh, hip hop yeah. and be like, hundred yeah. percent. You guys should check out each other's scenes, absolutely. Like, or yeah. even like a half and half sort of. Yeah, like. absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I mean, that's what we've we've been uh, kind of preaching to a lot of like young younger uh, artists, like hip hop artists coming into the city too. We're like, uh, you know, telling a lot of three nine three kids who are diving in um, uh, studio three nine three kids. Who are diving into hip hop, saying like, "Hey, you know, like, tr- apply for these festivals. Mm-hmm. You'll have a great time." And it's just like these people are very like are like the crowd's super receptive to almost anything that's anyone who's on because everyone's just really supportive. Like it's mm-hmm. a cluster, it's a great cluster of people, and they're just that you you don't feel any type of kind of uh, tension or there's no like negative vibe. It's, it's yeah, it's very positive. It's a lot of people in the crowd are supportive. Yeah. Real love, real love, like, hence the name. I mean, it's real. You feel it. Like, yeah. it, you really do feel, like, the genuine support from everyone in the crowd. So, I, like, try to tell these, like, younger artists, I'm like, you guys should do this. Like, if I'm, and I'm not just talking shit. Like, I had a great time. I think you guys should go too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you guys should yeah. experience this as uh, as artists. I think it'll really open up your mind to, like, 
how it'll feel to then maybe rock that you know hundred thousand body crowd someday in a massive yeah. arena like right like that's how I feel though even though I know I'm only playing to like two hundred maybe two hundred fifty people I'm like this is awesome mm-hmm. like you can never take that away from me like these people were rocking with me and yeah. it felt like I was playing to a million people you know yeah. and but. people trust like festival programmer it's like mm-hmm. if you're going to real love you trust that it's programmed right and then yeah. that's where all that receptive like energy comes from it's like you can sit there all day and just like listen to it all the way through yeah, so for sure. festivals yeah. i guess would be a great start for going into uh going into different genres yeah over for sure it. yeah is there anyone in winnipeg that you want to collaborate with that's not in hip-hop uh, or have you already? You guys are everywhere. So yeah, you I'm sure trying. Um, there's a lot of actual, uh, actually, um, like, yeah, obviously Royal Canoe is, is, is great. We have a couple songs with them, which is awesome. Um, I have yet to collaborate with uh, Begonia, and we've spoken about it mm-hmm. a, a lot. I'm hoping, you, whether it's solo or three-peat, it doesn't matter. I'd love right. to collaborate with them. Um... Who else? Uh, Keisha Booker is another uh, R&B artist who, super talented, who I've talked to multiple times, and she always bugs me about like being a closet singer, and she's always just like, "You can sing. Why don't you just do it?" No, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got a mic. Man. I know, right? It's a great form. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't I'm so I'm such a cl- like I'm, I'm so shy everyone who like on stage yeah you know feel very confident I'm a very confident person but like so shy when it comes to singing but uh yeah Keisha Booker she always bugs me about uh, doing R&B tracks together and I've kind of been for the solo stuff been kind of leaning towards doing more um, singing which is which is cool so a lot of yeah I think there's a lot of MCs uh male MCs to be specific that I've collaborated with that I knew I wanted to collaborate with mm-hmm. and that I was hoping to eventually and um, that's cool but I think yeah it's cool now that working with like Marisol and Gabriella like I think working with uh, female artists and female singers or rappers like it doesn't matter but working with females it kind of brings me into uh, it, br- it like uh, kind of like challenges me a bit more to have to then not just like be the rapper on the track. Like I'm now challenged to have to write, if we're especially if we're talking about something specific, like on a, uh, on the loop with Marisol and Gabriella. That song was kind of it was really hard to write to that, but that's what I kind of miss is the challenge of writing, mm-hmm. uh, and especially as a topic of like relationships. Like that was something where I felt like, you know, a lot of people think like rap game is just the macho game where you're just rapping to try to be tough, whatever. Like if you're trying to portray that, I don't know. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, there's still that vulnerable side where if when my back's against the wall, this is really like my emotions. These are my feelings coming out. So yeah, when I collaborate, like I want to collaborate more with, uh, you know, female writers, vocalists. Because mm-hmm. I think, especially for me, I was raised by like my mom and my sister. So I was raised by females. Like, I have two older brothers, but, like, I never was around them. Mm -hmm. I never talked to them that much. Uh, My dad never talked to that much, you know? So it was kind of like, my mom put me on to great music, my sister put me on to great music, but I was just always around females where it was kind of that, like, sensitive side of me where now working with female artists, I can kind of be okay and, like, feel comfortable to express those emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. where, like, 
kind of in the rap game I'm not saying that I'm afraid to ex- ex- like express those emotions just like it's not there mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like that's where I didn't feel challenged or I didn't feel like I, I just didn't feel it I just felt like I was rapping on on hip hop tracks like I, I felt like I was just writing to or rapping to rap I didn't right. feel challenged I didn't feel like so yeah sorry I'm kind of straying off but no, yeah definitely. Um, working with like a lot more female artists just been a blessing because it's been kind of helping me open my mind a little bit more too mm-hmm. so yeah any <laughs> any female artists <laughs> singers rappers whoever I'm really down to collaborate especially because I think that's another thing too like it's a movement that I'm definitely uh, down to support any female artists because I don't see enough I don't see very many like in, mm-hmm. the, in the hip-hop scene yeah so I'd love to see more mm-hmm. yeah so uh talking about you're talking about a bit of a like a masculine macho image right. that comes with rapping and uh in some lyrics that that gets too far sometimes a little bit crossing the line to being perhaps like sexist or things that right. are like not cool do you do you ever struggle with that have you ever like when to say, or sorry, we're probably gonna have to cut this because the way I'm saying this is a little bit funny, but like, <laughs> no, it's all good. what I mean is the way that you write, you are influenced by your mother and your sister, right? And you respect your mother and your sister, of course. So your lyrics don't stray to that sexist side. No, I, not at all, not at all, and especially like, I'm like the one rapper in in three peat that like barely curses or ever like takes things there <laughs> right to begin with but like i mean you know i've um it's all and i and i really feel like it's all in the context like it's to, i i have heard music where right you know, i mean are, more so it's a stigma for, for sure, someone yeah, that doesn't listen yeah. to it or maybe someone that does listen no, to it sure. it's a stigma around it mm-hmm. that there are overtones undertones of things that are not cool the way that women are no absolutely 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 and i feel like that's one thing where i feel like that's one thing where um again um just kind of breaking that barrier down i never identified as again i never identified as a macho rapper like Mm -hmm. it was never that was never kind of like i i hate i hate that like that's how uh kind of like in hip-hop there's also that uh stigma as well too where it's like you know if you're the rapper it's like um, you're kind of um, like almost like it's desensitizing like I don't know it just doesn't feel like uh, it just feels like yeah we're a tough guy because I'm a rapper like mm-hmm. I, n- I n- never identified as a MC or a rapper as like I, w- I always want to identify as a writer like I feel like I'm I've studied and trained myself in terms of writing whether it's hip hop R&B or that type of stuff but yeah I've never felt like I needed to go into into like that into that side of hip hop where it's just like it never it never it was never a part of my life growing up yeah even though I've seen I've seen and heard others uh, you know friends or even other artists who have been down that path Mm -hmm. and have written that that kind of hip hop and I'm like you know at the end of the day you can always say like it is what it is that's them but really it's like you know, I'm sure there's a lot of times where I felt like maybe they, they've they even tried to catch themselves and be like, man, maybe I shouldn't write this stuff, especially now where it is more mm-hmm. people, a lot more people are sensitive to that yeah. and have, I mean, it, it's always been a thing, but, you know, it's definitely more, 
kind of people are are, are definitely attacking the issue more. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, a lot of cats are attacking the issue more. So, yeah, if I if there's any way that I can even, uh, you know, be in there to not to tell someone how to write, but to be you know be able to just give my two cents and be like, hey, you know what, like maybe maybe you don't <laughs> maybe you don't have to speak about that. Like, there's I think there's a lot of other things where we can um, instead of uh, you know instead of putting somebody down, we can help bring some positivity mm-hmm. and not and not be one of those local scenes or scenes in Canada where that's what it is like yeah because if you're, you'd be lying to yourself if you're just doing it for the for the views or if you're just doing it because that's what's in or that's what cats are like in the industry major artists are talking about that's them but if you know if if that's uh if that's where you want to go because you want the clickbait you want to be able to get cats to hear your music and you think that's how it's going to be done like yeah i think the last thing you should do is you know deface uh anyone for that matter male or female like mm-hmm. i just don't think that that's a uh, obviously a positive uh, approach towards music but it happens and it's yeah it's tough it's tough i feel like um again yeah my mom and my sister I just like it's like kind of one of those Tupac moments like we came from women like men came from women it's like mm-hmm. I can't I can't I wouldn't be here otherwise right you know? so it was just like I appreciate what females all over the world are doing because they're fighting every day more than more than anything I think like they're fighting every day to just be heard and it's still like kind of one of those things where they're like whatever tossed to the side like yeah. you know uh, male dominance like I just don't want it I just don't ever want my music to you know I don't think it ever will but I just don't want my music to to ever bring somebody down yeah you know? yeah. Never, it should never be that and so if there was let's say an artist that you've really wanted to collaborate with but their music aired on that side of you know misogyny or maybe sexism would you would you not work with them to try and distance yourself or would you try and work with them to bring a positive message yes yeah that's tough I've, and I've definitely thought about uh, I've had moments where you know I had to kind of I, I did distance myself from yeah. certain artists locally where I, I was kind of like yeah you know I wasn't feeling certain songs <laughs> you know what I mean I wasn't feeling certain songs and I mean you kind of see where uh, where I'm currently at and, and who I'm now working with which is again like working with people like Marisol where I'm kind of again I still feel like I'm in a very comfortable zone but yeah I think there were moments where I were with I, I, I was uh, recording with artists where I just felt like you know it was kind of uh, interesting to hear their music afterwards and I was it wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't where I was going. It wasn't my train of thought at the time, too. Like, I wasn't, we weren't on the same vibe afterwards. Yeah. So I was kind of just like, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I don't want, because you're talking about that, I'm just, I'm out. You know, I don't, it was just, yo, cool. That's not, you know? Yeah. It's not, like, I still talk, I still talk to artists today, even if I know that their music is about that, I mean, I just try to look past it and yeah, try to bring uh, positive positivity to the to the table. But again, it's tough. I mean, I'm sure that's there's only so much I could do as a, as a solo artist or as an artist in general. But yeah, I think I feel like I I, I distance myself regardless. It could be anybody. Yeah. You know, 
any any type of genre of music, but because hip hop is kind of in that light, you know, <laughs> it's such a constant. It's just such a constant like tug of war. But mm. yeah, I think that's the best thing to do. If anything, if that's not again, if you'd be lying to yourself, if, you're, if that's not what I'm about. So I'm not gonna write about that. Yeah, you know. But if cats are writing about that, like, I up different upbringings. Like I don't know what you've been through. So I mean, if I can. If you can shed light on that even, then maybe I'd have a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, in my music, it's very, again, it's very vulnerable. You hear about where I'm from, certain things in my life that I had gone through. You know what I mean? Like, so it's all on the table. Yeah. If you want to ask about any of that stuff and dive deeper, you know, those are those moments in my life where I was never at the time or afraid to to like let go and write about those things. Mm-hmm. Is it easier for you to write about things and rap about them than it is to talk about them in some cases? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, it's tough. It's, t- it's tough It's tough to speak about uh, moments. Definitely a lot easier to write. I feel like um, some of the best writing comes from like moments in your life or like unfortunate like when especially when you're feeling upset or like I feel like when when you're upset or you're hurt I, th- I feel like those are the best times to write mm-hmm. I feel like they're the healthiest it's the healthiest way to kind of like um, uh, yeah you know get uh, get that off your chest but it's definitely tough for me to speak about certain things I mean a lot better I'm a lot better with it now uh, if somebody wants to ask about anything you know I'm always open to speaking about things that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think with Alverstone, for example, like it was one of those records where at the time I wasn't very comfortable explaining about things about like addiction or, um, you know, growing up with, uh, growing up with, in a kind of broken family. Like I was afraid to speak about those things. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I wrote Alverstone, it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, this, this is kind of helping, uh, helping aid that. So I think it was kind of obviously very therapeutic for myself to get away from 3P and like just be in the box and like focus Mm -hmm. more about writing about my story, you know? Yeah. Right. So So how do you, when you started rapping, how did you do that? How, like, who did you listen to? How did you learn how to, uh, like, keep up with like that rhythm and like Mm -hmm. not tripping over your words? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Man, this question always gets me because there's like so many influences and like so many, there's so many things that mm-hmm. influenced, like my. If you had to pick like a core three, a core three, core three. Like we're sending you to an island. <laughs> That's three favorite with a artists. tape deck, yeah. and you get three tapes. <laughs> Only three. Uh, one, well, one. Person. You can't say three P. Yeah, I can't. I know. <laughs> All of our answers room. in other podcasts are just like, well, Stephen Doe, well, Egg and Steve. Dill and Egg. Like, it's so funny that we. Um, uh, Tupac was one of the. Tupac Shakur was obviously one of those dudes who went. I mean, I was listening at the time when I was younger, uh, like 13, 14 years old, is when I started listening to hip hop music. I was listening to, like, Silverstein, Comeback Kid. Nice. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> I was listening to a lot of uh, kind of punk or hardcore at the time. But um, when I was transitioning to hip-hop, I was put on to Tupac Shakur. He was the first guy where I was like, wow, I didn't know that this existed Yeah. at the time. And how old were you when you were I was like maybe, actually maybe like 12, 13, mm-hmm. 12, 13 years old. Yeah, and 
and being put on to Tupac's music at the time. Uh, he yeah, it was like he had all he had he had all the the right tones I think for me to like bring me into uh, the world of hip hop like from writing to production, uh, yeah, Tupac and like his image and everything that he kind of spoke about. Uh, very influential to me, I think, uh, especially his relationship with his mom. I think that was huge for me. Why I loved why I loved him so much is because he was very open about his relationship with his mom and like how close they were. Yeah, because I really feel that with my mom, like such a mama's boy. So uh, <laughs> definitely would put uh, Tupac's greatest hits up there. It's a very influential <laughs> nice. influential record. Uh, Nas. Um, Nasir Jones yeah Nas uh, Illmatic Timeless super yeah. classic record uh, had the best producers in the game and he's just such a intelligent guy where I felt like that was something again where learning patterns like learning patterns and how to put like how to put rhymes together like kind of uh, way ahead of his time like super and super super uh uh, like super sharp when it came to hearing how he would like put rhyme schemes together like rhyme, rhyme patterns and like that's what I was just kind of like damn like you know Tupac was very uh, it was kind of very simple almost like uh, it was almost like nursery rhymes mm-hmm. Tupac like like he would just it was very straightforward kind of like you know you'd, you'd be able to you, like nothing would like kind of pass like go past your head yeah but with like East Coast rap I really felt like they were dabbling in like you know metaphors and and uh really trying to like get you to study their lyrics because you didn't know what they were talking about it was like certain lingo like new york or east coast lingo in general that no one was really catching on to so you had to really like listen to the music over and over or like then dive in and study or read read articles or books or you know anything that you could on on learning uh about what they're talking about especially like wu-tang for example and like certain people know the no like no lyrics word for word but they're just like what are these guys even talking about, mm-hmm. right? But Nas was one of those dudes where I was like, yeah, uh, I know the whole Illmatic album is about where he's from, so it's cool. You like, I kind of based Alverstone off of that as well, mm. not just the writing patterns, but just how uh, he brought visuals from to like from Illmatic. Like he he made you see where he was from just by his writing, right? Yeah. So I tried to do the same thing with Alverstone. So that's a very influential. Everybody who knows me knows I love Nas. Mm-hmm. So like any type of <laughs> any type of like Nas info or facts or fun facts or like anything Nas related, I'm always down to like mm-hmm. talk about Nas because he's the man. <laughs> when I got to see him at the MTS Center too, I actually won the tickets on rhythm because because <laughs> uh, I guess the first guy who tried to answer the question slipped and then I picked up the second. They picked me up on the dial and I was like, yeah. and then they were like, yeah, you won. I was like, sick. <laughs> so I got to go to the show for free, which is dope. Nice, nice. Um, and then, yeah, um, third, I'd probably say, I mean, I'd probably say Jay-Z, like, especially not just for, like, um, I think what he's done for hip-hop and being relevant, showing, proving that he's been relevant through every era of music, like, mm-hmm. or every era of, like, hip-hop, like, where it was going from the kind of gangster rap music to... Uh, the party lifestyle <laughs> portion of hip hop music at the time, and then the business aspect of it, and then 
go you know and then continuing with the business and now he's a you know he's a dad and he has a family like i think like jay-z was able to stay relevant but i really appreciated jay-z for the uh for the business side of hip-hop i think he's very influential to a lot of us in that way as well not for the glitz and glam type stuff or being a billionaire or owning a basketball team i think just the fact (laughs) that he had dove in to the business and knowing that that was also a very important thing for artists i think again like the business side of it is something that artists don't look at like because we're just the art the art of the art of anything that you're doing like when you're sticking to your craft like that's what you focus on that's the fun part that's that's the easy part almost where you're just yeah that's what you're that's what you're more focused on but then you realize there's this whole other back end of it that you don't want to even deal with because it's a bunch of fucking bullshit like it's bullshit i don't i hate dealing with the business end of it but then i also learned that like you know my manager if anything taught me a lot about the business end of it and he was like the only way you can recycle it back into what you're doing and then kind of keep growing slowly from there is is if you pay attention to the business end of it. So I I kind of I appreciate Jay Z in that sense for being able to you know he <laughs> he was good with his money and he was able to keep constantly keep creating and again to this day he was he's still putting out amazing pieces of work in my opinion <laughs> that are pushing the the hip hop culture which is which uh. Yeah, I feel like those three, in my opinion, are probably most influential to me. But um, yeah, if I could add another two, probably be like <laughs> Andre Three Thousand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which Andre Three Thousand is super dope, and I think Outkast in general is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like very different, different dudes. Uh, and pro- like I, everyone only now has seen that Black Thought freestyle video, but the roots have always been. Oh yeah. Like Black Thought's always been one of the best MCs out there. Yeah. So Black Thought, I'd say Black Thought most dev. Either or, nice. <laughs> just put them up there in those tiers. I yeah. have a question. Uh, you're saying like you're influ- influenced by Nas, and you s- said there's some some sort of like cryptic lyrics in there, yeah. and you go to study it. What are some of your three peat lyrics that are like people know these words, but you got to think about it? Like Winnipeg, are there Winnipeg specific ones? Because you said that's East Coast. So is there a Winnipeg specific like lingo that you're uh, fitting into your songs? Uh, not, I don't know. I was so excited. I was like, I get to learn some like, yeah, no, cool um, Winnipeg I mean, there's hip-hop uh, lingo words. <laughs> there's, uh, I want to say there is, but it's so hard. Then you're like thinking about every song and every lyric. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Uh, I feel like I, I use uh, like street names a lot. So there's like, well, for example, there's one there's one lyric I wrote where it's like, um, uh, uh, Alver Stone off the dame, devoted to die with, curating these rhymes kids only dream they could rhyme with. But basically I say Alver Stone off the dame because I'm in between Notre Dame and, and Wellington, right? Yeah. So I, I, I like, I like pressing, uh, I like, uh, pressing the uh, the street name uh, okay. lingo like a lot so I'll, even if it's like blatantly saying like the whole <laughs> street name or like uh, I, like you know cutting it short like that like yeah but um, certain things like that I think there's a it's tough yeah I feel like I feel like Winnipeg doesn't really have like a I, I feel like everyone's very uh, well spoken and <laughs> you know what I mean I feel like everyone's really well spoken in the rap game like nobody has any uh, type of like yeah uh, lingo or like has like uh, I guess per se like a hip hop like east coast west coast type of sound but so if we check out 
your record, we can maybe hear some Winnipeg references, the streets, areas, definitely. Stuff like that. Yeah, okay. definitely, for sure. Like referencing a port, like at the time, I wanted to get a condo on Porta Jav, so I referenced Porta Jav. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool things like that. I referenced Alverstone so much, and the West End. I I, rep- yeah. I I always represent the West End. It's very potent in my records. You always hear West or West End. What's the best restaurant in the West End? Well, you know you're coming to the West End if you want pho, and that's hands down. You're always going to the West End because there's like five, six pho spots in the West End. Yeah, yeah. For soup, but um, best restaurant. Oof. I'm gonna say for me right now, it's uh, it's Forbidden Min. Forbidden Min is on Alverstone End. <laughs> so close. I'm so biased. <laughs> I'm so biased. Yeah, but uh, super close. It's literally two blocks away from my house. But nice. uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, super good. And uh, I'm just like a big guy. If you're hungover, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're, you're sick, it's just the best to have soup. Nice, nice. So yeah, I'd say that's a really good spot. Uh, I think they opened up Sergeant Taco in the West End as well, which I heard was a really good spot. Um, have you ever been to City Pizza before? I, I haven't, but I... City Pizza, oh, they have these calzones, and they're shawarma inside a calzone. In a calzone. It's not pizza, <laughs> right. but it's called, like, calzone's kind of like pizza, but yeah, it's yeah. like shawarma, yeah. and you can ask for, like, extra garlic sauce, and they know, like, you go in, you're like, extra garlic sauce, he gives you, like, four, and it's like, is this enough? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, like, why well, you give you one in the first place? But it's so yet. cheap, and it's so good. City Pizza. Yeah. City Pizza. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to City Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we're on the tail end of uh, the podcast. Cool. Uh, I've just got one more question yeah. before we wrap it up. Where uh, you guys did a lot of the festival circuit last year, Egg and Three Pete, are they going to be on the festival circuit this year? Where are we going to see you guys? Yeah, um, we will be. Uh, nice. <laughs> I know, I know uh, Jazz Fest is one of them. Nice. Cool. So we play the Cube. Oh, awesome. Um, which would be great. Um, and I think Jazz Fest is usually in June. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think it usually. Is yeah. So uh, that's I know the next festival we play. Before that, in uh, in May, we uh, will be out in Europe. We tour. Uh, we do, I think it's like a two and a half week tour. What's your city that you're most excited to go to? <sighs> it's London or Amsterdam. One of them. Mm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. London or Amsterdam. This is my first time. Or all our first time is going to be out. Uh, well, I'll be out there. So they're all your first times in, in Europe. Europe. Yeah. Well, so together. I mean, it's it's cool that music's awesome. been able to take us, take us there, which is great. And uh, the music festivals out there that wanted to book, book us for for gigs, they were like such a blessing. That's to, awesome. Wow. To be able to yeah, to I didn't ever think that music would or anything that I did creatively would take me this far. Yeah. But uh, yeah, London or Amsterdam, probably to my two cities that yeah. I'm most excited to see but uh, yeah so Europe and then I know Jazz Fest uh, and then I know we had sent in uh, our application for Rainbow Trout for a third year mm-hmm. it's a three-peat I'm oh. gonna say I'm gonna say <laughs> if, if they if, if they didn't if they don't give it to us you should pitch can you pitch a freestyle about wanting to play Rainbow Trout <laughs> why should three-peat play Rainbow Trout come on oh, man you got it. 
Oh, oh you yeah, can't do it. I don't know how fast it works. I just like the. It's tough. Yeah, yeah like, I'm I'm sorry. usually <laughs> cats are usually cats are really like good being on the spot. Yeah. I'm just I'm not. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> you know what it's about? A third year, this summer, rainbow trout, holla if you know. If you don't, it's all good. But you should book us for the next show. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm saying if they don't. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that they. Uh, I hope they get us for. The, if they don't, if we. If, uh, and I mean, it's all good. I'm still going. Yeah. I love that fest. That's awesome. So we all we are we're all like yeah screw it if we don't go or if we're not you know if we don't get on the bill. Let's just go anyway. Yeah. I like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know. It wouldn't be a question for me. I'd still go. Nice. But That's yeah, awesome. so I'd definitely still go. Uh, hopefully, we didn't, we we were supposed to play Harvest Moon last year. And uh, at the time, we were going to Edmonton for Breakout West. Because oh, nice. um, we were nominated for Best Hip Hop uh, Artist uh, in Canada. Oh, cool. Which is cool. But we had to go to Edmonton for the showcase that we played out there. So we actually had to... We had to we had to cancel uh, Harvest Moon, so hopefully we get that this year. Yeah, I heard it was really cold last year and people <laughs> were just like freezing. Uh, it was great, but they were like it's cold. It was wet and just wasn't like nice to be there. I guess uh, weather wise, but um, yeah, hopefully playing all those same festivals that we did a year ago. But that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, more like really good shows, really good shows. I think that we're that we've locked down this year and ones that you know we were trying to get. The last two years that we finally got this year so great awesome yeah well check out three pete egg in london amsterdam and all across manitoba yes uh this summer yes yes and thank you for letting us cut deep on, on paper, paper cut, cut podcast, podcast. thank, thank you, you. <laughs> we're trying this thing where we do it together yeah, that's awesome <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just a reminder, you can find all of our cuts online at papercutwinnipeg.com.